Good afternoon, TBYE Black Living Room Talk. I am doing some reading and researching, and I'm reading about Let Them In, Black versus Brown Immigration by William Reed today. I hope all is well with everyone. This reading started off by saying that intolerant of immigrants in their industrialized country Waves of black South Africans participated in black-on-black mayhem that shocked the world. In these attacks, foreigners, particularly Africans, have been thrown from trains, killed, harassed, assaulted, chased from their homes, and had their businesses ransacked, looted, and burned. America's immigration issue could endure similar fanaticism if conservative commentators whip up enough anger against Browns here. A pattern of myths propagated by cable news show show anchors that brown foreigners, they show that brown foreigners are overpopulating the United States, stealing jobs, depressing wages, stretching our social services, filling our prisons, and not assimilating are fueling anti-immigrant racism and spark an increase of prejudice against Latinos. Fear-mongering on the issue of immigration comes from a bevy of sources from white supremacist groups to CNN. The divisive and inflammatory language of broadcast hosts like Lou Dobbs, Bill O'Reilly, and Glenn Beck has many black professionals academics, and blue-collar workers voicing increased uneasiness toward Browns. But Wall Street Journal black editorialist Jason Riley separates relevant facts about immigration from myth in his book, Let Them In, The Case for Open Borders. Recommended reading. Riley's book puts the immigration discussion in historical perspective and exposes anti-immigrant arguments as overblown and often counterfactual. Mr. Riley contends that foreign workers play a vital role in keeping America prosperous, that maintaining an open border policy is consistent with free market economic principles, and that the arguments put forward by opponents of immigration ultimately don't hold up to scrutiny. Such delineation on the subject should be at the forefront of African Americans' interest. People point to the high unemployment rate in the black community and find a convenient scapegoat in low-skilled immigrants. And it's true that these immigrants compete most directly with low-skilled American workers who are disproportionately black. But if immigrants were having a significant impact on black employment, we will see some correlation between the rate of immigration and the black joblessness. In fact, the data shows that black jobless rate that the black jobless rate is largely impervious to the number of low-skilled immigrants in the workforce. What this suggests is that black immigrants aren't displacing blacks so much as filling positions that blacks aren't competing for. So, before we blame George for Jamal's employment situation, we might consider some of their socioeconomic factors. Culture, education, 
labor regulations that are much more likely to explain black unemployment rates, says Mr. Riley. While the situation of black migrants in South Africa unfolds in anarchy, the way America has assimilated foreign-born blacks is noteworthy. Immigrants from Africa and the Caribbean are a growing component of the United States population. Immigration contributed one-fifth of the United States black population growth between 2001 and 2006. The foreign-born black population raised nearly sevenfold between 1960 and 1980 and more than tripled between 1980 and 2005. About two-thirds of America's foreign-born blacks are from the Caribbean and Latin America and one-third from Africa. More than one-fourth of the black population in New York, Boston, and Miami is foreign-born. Nearly two-thirds of Caribbean-born blacks live in the New York or Miami metropolitan areas. The number of Haitians, the second largest Caribbean group, and Jamaicans, the largest nearly quadruple between 1980 and 2005. African-born blacks are more dispersed. Among the top cities for African-born blacks is New York, Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, and Atlanta. But three-fifths live in other areas such as Philadelphia, Los Angeles, or Dallas. These black immigrants are less distinguishable than the browns. They have high educational attainment. 38% of African-born and 20% of Caribbean-born blacks have a college degree. They tend to have low rates of unemployment and poverty, but like American-born blacks are often underpaid and underemployed given their educational achievements and experience. (laughs) And that is the truth. Rats of anti-immigration news anchors are creating fear, hatred, and negative stereotyping of immigrants. American and foreign-born blacks should be less mainstream and more receptive of browns and their issues. As immigration reform discussions flow during the, and this was during the 2008 presidential election, let them in should be, should be essential reading for liberals or conservations. I don't know if he meant conservatives, he may have meant, but it says, or conservationists, wanting to bring informed perspectives to the debate. This column was distributed through www.blackpressinternational.com. Now, I enjoy that information. And I know that oftentimes, and I want to be quick with this because I've got to move on to the next. I've got one more for you today. Um, oftentimes, that has been a forgotten group of immigrants, you know, the African-born. So, African-born, you know, from the continent. So, it's not just Hispanics that come from somewhere else, or Asians, or anything like that. But, you know, they say, they have been saying for years that this is a melting pot. Well, maybe for some, but not for all. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this article today. Please stay tuned for more conversations, stories, and information on Black Living Room Talk.